it's your girl brianna michelle and you are now tuned in to another episode of brianna and company a conversation among friends well hello hello good people thank you for tuning in to another episode of brianna and company a conversation among friends now during today's conversation we're going to discuss the risk of transparency and i felt that it would be appropriate to talk about Trey Song's decision to be forthcoming about fatherhood. As you guys may know, Trey has recently become a dad. Congratulations to him. But in contrast, on the other hand, we have Drake, who we know caught some heat not too long ago for not being as forthcoming about being a dad or his relationship with his son. So we're going to go ahead without wasting any time without further ado, getting into today's conversation as we delve into the risk of transparency and what that means, not just for those who have a celebrity status or notoriety, but just for people in general. So let's go ahead and transition into that. All right, so before we delve into today's conversation, allow me to give you guys some background information. So sometime in May, rumors began to circulate that Trey Songs had become a father after he posted a picture of a baby's foot on his IG with the caption of a blue heart. And for those of you who are not aware, for whatever reason, IG is short for Instagram. That was the light bulb coming on for those of you who did not know that IG was an acronym for Instagram. Now, continuing on. So shortly after Trey took to IG to put the rumors to rest and confirm that he is indeed a dad. And he's a dad to a baby boy named Noah. Now, it doesn't appear that Trey has been forthcoming with details surrounding the identity of the mother of his child and if the two of them are still in relationship or have ever been in relationship. However, as I'm sure you can imagine, Tremaine has left behind a string of broken hearts of female fans who probably had high hopes that they would be Trey's baby mama. Now, on the other hand, we have Drake and Pusha T of the clips. So you guys know that last year, Drake and Pusha T began feuding and Pusha T dropped a bombshell on his diss track, the story of Adidon, I believe is how you pronounce it. And he stated that Drake was a father and that he was hiding his child. Well, thanks to Pusha T, we did receive the Genius album that was Scorpion from Drake, where he opened up about his son Adonis and why he chose to keep his being a father on the hush. We also discovered the mother of Drake's son is Sophie Brousseau, who is an adult film star. All right, so since we have the facts out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the matter at hand. Now, I think it's important first to mention that both Trey's and Drake's decisions, in my opinion, are commendable. Although some people will argue otherwise, I don't feel that Drake was wrong for choosing not to expose his child to the world. Nor do I feel that Trey should be applauded for choosing to share his child on the World Wide Web. What I do believe is that both of their choices are respectable because as men... 
I feel that they were simply trying to do what they deem best for not only their children, but for their families. And that alone deserves props. Any man that makes a choice or a decision for the sake of his um, children or his family, that deserves props. However, and I want to shift focus to Drake for a moment. So when Pusha T released the diss track, and exposed that Drake was a dad and that he was quote-unquote hiding his child, it was like the world went into this state of shock and there was an energy that was like... And it was like Pusha T was trying to criticize Drake for choosing to keep his child hidden from the world. And he was successful in doing so because once this became, I guess you could say, known fact, people did begin to criticize Drake. And all of these questions started to come about, about, well, why did you do it? And how old is the child? How long have we not known about this? And who is the mother? And and why wouldn't you say something? And why are you hiding your child? There were all these questions that arose as a result of this diss track and people becoming aware of the fact that Drake is a father. Now, Drake is a classic example of what happens when you run the risk of being transparent because it's a catch-22 either way. He very well could have made the decision to do exactly what Trey is doing and saying, hey, this is my child. I'm a dad. X, Y, Z, one, two, three, whatever the case may be. Now, even though Trey's not even giving us everything, like we we saw the picture of the baby's feet. We saw um, more recent pictures of him with the child, but we still don't know, at least I don't, who the mother of the child is. Are he and the mother still together? There are still things for you to speculate about. Drake, on the other hand, just chose not to expose his child at all, not to talk about Sophie or anything that was relating to his personal life at that time. So I feel like people would look at Trey and may commend him for being quote unquote honest or transparent about fatherhood and about him having a child. But then there would be those group of people who would say, oh, you shouldn't put your baby on social media because there are people who believe that. There are people who believe that you shouldn't expose your family or loved ones or close um, friends, relatives, whatever, on social media. So there are people who would disagree with that. On the other hand, there are people who criticize Drake. Oh, you hid this and why are you hiding your child? And what secrets do you have that we don't know about as though it's your business? But there are those on the flip side who would say that he he did, you know, what was right or he made a good decision. So it's kind of a catch-22 either way you flip the coin. It's like there's going to be people that agree with what you, what you do and there's going to be people that disagree with what you do, no matter what it is. And that's the risk of transparency. It's the fact that when we make the decision or we choose to be vulnerable, when we choose to shed our skin, when we choose to 
show the cracks in our walls. We always run the risk of judgment. We always run the risk of criticism. We always run the risk of disagreeableness. We always run the risk of being alone because you may very well voice something that you feel and find that whomever you're voicing it to, they don't agree. They don't understand. They have a different perspective. You're always running that risk when you choose to be transparent. And that's in any aspect of your life. So let's look at it from a workplace standpoint, okay? So the risk of transparency in a workplace is that if I admit that I don't know, I don't have a plan, um, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overworked, I don't know how we're going to finish this project, I don't know how we're going to meet this deadline, um, I I don't have the resources to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z. When you run that risk, what do people typically do? They typically judge you as not being an effective leader or they typically judge you and say that you're weak. So when you run that risk of being transparent, yeah, you're going to have people who are going to criticize you or they're going to hate whatever you want to call it. Same thing in a relationship. So let's look at it from the standpoint of a romantic relationship. So if I choose to be transparent or vulnerable with my partner, I run the risk of my partner not understanding me. And thus, I wind up feeling alone. Thus, I wind up regretting ever saying anything to begin with. Or I say something, I express myself, and then their response or their reaction to it causes me to become closed off. And now I don't, you know, I don't want to expose anything else from that moment forward because that's just the risk that we run of being vulnerable. However, the question that I have to beg is that just because you risk judgment or criticism or being misunderstood, does that mean that you should not still be transparent or be vulnerable or be honest or express yourself openly? Because I think that what tends to happen is we have these experiences and many of them, for for um, most of us, I would say, began as children. If you can recall a moment or a time where you wanted to have a conversation with your parent or you wanted to talk to an adult about something, a trusted adult, and you felt like you didn't have a say-so or that you couldn't express yourself the way that you wanted to. I can think back for myself personally to an example when I was 14 years old. I think I was 13 or 14. And I had done something that I should not have done. That is true. However, I did not feel like the punishment that I was receiving was... um was worth what I had done. I felt like the punishment exceeded the actual action or or what I had actually been faulted for. 
So I owned up to the fact that, yeah, I did it, but I just feel like this punishment is too extreme. And so I wanted to have a conversation with my mother about the fact that, hey, I don't really feel like this is fair. And I remember back then, um, it was the first time actually that my mother actually allowed me to say what I needed to say. And I did. But what was frustrating was the fact that she had already made up in her mind, I'm not going to change this punishment no matter what you say. I will allow you to say whatever it is that you feel like you need to get off your chest. But she had already entered the conversation feeling like I'm I'm not budging on this. This is what I said. This is what it is. I'm the parent. You're the child. So this is what it's going to be. So for me, that placed me in a position of, well, what's the point of me saying anything then? What's the point of me having the conversation? For me, going into the conversation meant that we would we would sit down, we would reason together. I share my perspective, you share your perspective, and then we come to some type of solution. But if you come into a conversation or enter into a conversation with an already predisposed belief and you've already concluded that this is what it's going to be, then the conversation, in my opinion, isn't really productive. It's not going to produce anything. It's not going to be fruitful if you've already come into it with your expectations, your rules, your guidelines. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. Not budging, not changing. That is not a productive conversation. So I feel like whenever you are trying to be open, you want to be vulnerable, you want to share what you're thinking or what you're feeling, you do. You run the risk of not getting back what you expect to get out of it. And I think that that's what we all have to change about our approach to communication is that you have to enter into it with the thought process that one, I don't know everything. So I need to go into this with an open mind I need to go into this with patience and compassion. I need to go into this listening, not solely thinking of what I can say, but understanding that this person is coming with their own beliefs and their own perspectives. And I need to be receptive to whatever is being said to me. Vice versa, I want to go into the conversation knowing that what I say or what I think or feel is not going to be judged or criticized either. It's going to be received with openness. So when we when we change the dynamic of how we all approach communication and we pro- approach conversation, that we make space for people to say that, hey, this is how I feel. Or when we make space for people to be able to make choices and make decisions. And we respect that. We respect their right to do so. It's like when I talk about Trey and Drake, I don't feel like either one of them is wrong. I feel like they made a choice. They made a decision, but somebody somewhere in the world of social media is going to disagree and they're going to criticize one person and agree with the other vice versa. I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to judge you. We tend to always feel like we can judge other people for feeling how they feel or making the decisions that they make. I don't know what was going through Drake's head in the moment where he said, you know what, 
I don't want anyone to know about this. Now, I know that Drake is a Scorpio. I too am a Scorpio. So I can relate to him in that way. By nature, Scorpios are very private when it comes to our inner world and our um, personal lives and our families. We're very, very private. So I can imagine from the perspective of a Scorpio why he did what he did. But I don't know what his thought process was or his reasoning. So I wouldn't judge him then for choosing to make the decision that he made. But that's the risk that we run when it or that we take rather when it's like, you know what? I'm going to be candid about this, but not be candid about that. And if you notice with Drake, there's a whole lot of stuff about Drake that's been speculated that he's never actually confirmed. I was very shocked and surprised when he decided to talk about the Pusha T and the Kanye beef that was going on, the, you know, uh, feud that was happening from his end against Pusha T and Kanye, because typically Drake doesn't speak on those things. Now, what Drake does do, which I think is very clever, if you really, really listen to Drake's music, gives you little bits and pieces you just you gotta listen you gotta tune in and you gotta kind of understand him but he gives you little bits and pieces he gives you glimpses in those lyrics but just coming out like social media saying this and saying that I mean truth be told it's a whole lot of stuff that Drake has never actually come out and said or actually confirmed so we really don't know we're just speculating here but I think that people who are like oh well you're being so closed off or you're being well there are people who choose to be closed off because at a moment when I chose to be vulnerable this is what happened so that is why I say that if we all would learn to let down our guards, learn to let down your wall, if everybody would approach connection and conversation with the intent to be real and to be transparent, how the dynamic would shift. That if you didn't have to go into something being closed off or feeling like, well, I'm going to share this, but I'm not going to share that. If we all approached it as showing up as our best selves and our real selves, how that would change the dynamic of our interaction with each other. If we all just had this mindset that, you know what, I'm not going to hide behind curtains. Maybe I'm not ready to give this and that's okay too because you have to respect people's boundaries you have to make space for that but I'm I'm not gonna give you everything but I am willing to give you this much I am willing to show this part of myself because we're all multifaceted there are so many um aspects of who we are we are shaped by our experiences by our parents we're shaped by um where we grew up, the environment and the communities that we come from, we're shaped by so many different things. And there are really so many different sides of who we are. It's not just black and white. It's not just right and left. There are so many sides of who we are. So if I choose that, I, maybe I'm not ready to show this part of me, but I will show up with this. And we just slowly begin to chip away 
at the walls that we've built to protect ourselves, how that would change our interaction and change our communication and change our relationships with one another. So I want you guys to think about that, ponder that, consider that um, for you, you know, how transparent are you? Have you ever had an experience where maybe you showed up being vulnerable, you showed up being open, and then you got criticized, or you got chastised, or you got judged, and as a result, you closed yourself off from having that human connection and that human interaction. For those who feel like you're always vulnerable, you're always transparent, you're an open book, what does that do for you? Because I can't imagine that you're always communicating with people who are accepting, but yet and still you choose to show up. You choose to show up as you and you choose to show up for yourself. What have your experiences been like? So that's something to ponder when we when we run the risk of transparency. What might that do for everybody involved if we were all to show up and be vulnerable? Today's tidbit. Today's tidbit is a segment of the show where I share a tidbit of information with you all because that's just the teacher in me. I love to educate. So for today's tidbit, I'm talking about Mercury retrograde. Now, if you're not very familiar with astrology, then you probably have absolutely no idea what a retrograde is and why it is significant. So allow me to school you real quick. So Mercury is known as the messenger planet or the planet of communication. And Mercury is most famous for its retrogrades, which basically means that the planet spins backwards. As a result, communication and technology seem to go awry around this time. There are delays in travel, so it is always advised that you solidify any plans that you have to travel and... Your past tends to rear its ugly head around this time, usually in the form of an ex-lover. So it is often advised that if you aren't already in a romantic relationship, that Mercury retrograde is probably not the time to enter into one because it can get pretty um, interesting, to say the least. So currently, we are in the pre-shadow phase. Mercury retrograde and that basically means that Mercury is PMSing think of it that way but Mercury officially goes into retrograde on July 7th that is Sunday July 7th so for about 30 days from July 7th you're going to notice some communication errors. You may notice that technology is a bit funky, like um, in your workplace, the computers may just stop working for whatever reason, or your um, service provider for your cell phone may start having issues because that's typical during a Mercury retrograde. Um, you may notice some delays in travel, whatever the case may be, and pay attention if an ex-lover starts trying to you know get back know that it's probably because of mercury retrograde
All right, y'all. So it's that time of the show. It's time for us to say our goodbyes and go our separate ways for now. But as always, it has been a pleasure having yet another conversation among friends here on Brianna and Company with none other than your girl, Brianna Michelle. But before I go, I have to leave y'all with my song of the week. And it's by one of my favorite R&B singers. He does not receive half of the recognition that I feel that he's worthy of yet and still this is an r&b classic and it always puts me in the mood for summer so hopefully it does the same for y'all until next time love and light peace and blessings and i'm out bye